Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Victoria Fetter, and we're talking about training and getting more women into the C-suite. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Victoria Fetter. She's the CEO of the Online Marketing Institute, OMI. Celebrating its 10th anniversary, OMI has educated more individuals than any other digital marketing training organization, including students, industry-leading agencies, consultants, and teams for many Fortune 500 companies, startups, and small businesses. Victoria, welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much, Susan. Glad to be here. Well, I am excited to have you and to actually officially meet you because I've done some training for you. I've done training for OMI in the past. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Our, our, uh, our arms, our tentacles are far and wide in the, in the marketing world. Indeed. So, okay, you're in, you and your company, experts in training, no question. What do you wish more people knew about training, both from the student perspective as well as from the trainer perspective? And how can people be better students and how can trainers be more effective? So complex question. There's what do you wish more people? Yeah, it's a lot. I only get two, so I try to pack a lot in sometimes. But Cheating. let's we'll okay. cheat. We'll do a bonus question. How about this? What do you wish more people knew about training from the student and training perspective? So I think um, I think my biggest frustration, and I think OMI's biggest frustration is that um, people don't put aside enough time for training and improving themselves. Yes. Um, right, so we, we put time into exercise for our body and, and all the different care things for, for ourselves. And we don't remember that actually training our minds um, is good for us as human beings, but it's also good for our careers. And mm. so carving out the time, um, it's almost a gift. It's a gift like going to the gym is a gift. Um, and I really believe that because there's so much more growth and opportunity, um, especially in jobs which can often feel constricting, um, that giving yourself the opportunity to grow and open up other possibilities is amazing. And then um, in the marketing arena specifically, where we are particularly focused, um, there's so much change that really to have a career and be successful, you need to continually train. Absolutely. And it's, it's always obviously that, um, that tension between the time that you need to spend on your day-to-day -day job, the time you need to spend and you want to spend with your family and where does training come in? And I think it really has to be carved out. And this is my, my message to employers where it really has to be carved out. It's gotta be part of the role because employers benefit if employees take that time. And so there's a win-win here that is still not fully understood and is easily discarded. Um, and so, and then from the trainer's perspective, I think, because um, I'm trying to get it all in here. <laughs> the trainer's perspective, I would say it's, there are a lot of people out there who claim to be experts. And I think that uh, being an expert in an area does not necessarily make you a good teacher. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so what we do at OMI is we pair up the experts um, with instructional designers who are experts in mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. And so it is a bit more painful for the expert, but in the <laughs> process of working through developing a class, 
They actually thank us afterwards because they hone their material, they distill the information, and we make, we break it down into learning objectives so that every five to 10 minutes you are learning something new. And that's a much different training technique than going into a session at a conference, coming out 45 minutes later and saying, wow, that person was great, they really know their stuff. But you go back to your desk and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. messages for, for trainees is making that investment is really worthwhile. It's an investment in yourself and in your career and opening up possibilities. And then for trainers is being a great at something is not sufficient. If you want to teach someone else, there are teaching skills that need to be implemented as well. I have to say that is absolutely true. And I learned in graduate school, I had just enough of a brush with instructional design and that department that I became completely aware of this whole world. I mean, instructional design is its own field. And I think a lot of people don't even know that. And my goodness, it's, it's so important. Okay. So I wish we had more time to talk. I, want, I would love to talk to you more about that, but we don't have all that time. We only get two questions. Another here. two questions. So, <laughs> yes, we'll do it another time. All right. So here's my other question for you. You're a female CEO, and I've read that only about 7% of the CEOs of America's largest corporations are women. And that just kills me. You know, <laughs> I spend yep. my days as an executive coach working with women leaders. So what do you think we need to do to get more, more women into the C-suite? I think, uh, you know, it takes a certain, a certain type of woman that's going to have to break down a lot of these barriers. I think it will be different for our children. Um, I think the barriers are being reduced um, by each subsequent generation. Mm -hmm. I think it is still hard. I think it is hard because we still, I was just having this discussion recently, we still maintain the remnants of the traditional roles that we want to play at home. And I think that limits our ability to travel. It limits our ability to have the longer days that are sometimes required to yeah. make it into the senior roles. Um, we feel the guilt much more intensely about where we need to be other than work. Yeah. Um, and for all the talk of, of work-life balance, it's really hard to get that balance. Yes, it is. Um, and I think what's interesting for me personally is I'm at a different stage where I'm not the young person trying to get up there with young children. And I, I really, I don't see how you meld it, at least not from the position I, I have four children. Um, <laughs> but I'm at the point where they're starting to leave the house and they're more independent. And so for me, it, it's fulfilling now for me. It's my turn, you know, to, to be, to focus on things that I need to be and grow. And this is a role that's great for me. Um, and I'm able to dedicate the time to it. And the hours are sometimes long. The travel is necessary. And I can do that. Um, so starting earlier, I think it's hard. And I think what will be really key is, and it's happening too, is the evolution of the husbands and the fathers mm. um, because as it becomes more of a partnership which it has been mm -hmm. um, it makes it easier for either one to get that senior position I honestly think it is really hard to raise a healthy family with two people in senior positions uh. I'm sure it's doable 
Um, but I think there's something missing for the family at, at that stage. So, mm. you know, but if you can balance that and you have a great partner, I think women can achieve anything that a man can. And be, being the fact that we have the children shouldn't make the difference. Um, it's the longer term raising of them and, and keeping really a family life so that they have a healthy home at the same time that you're fulfilling your career goals. Mm -hmm. So it would be great to have more women in the C-suite. I think it's happening. Um, I think it's going to take more time. I do too. I do too. And I also think that there's this, in, you know, when we talk about work-life balance, we're typically talking about time and, you know, making sure you have enough time and energy dedicated to all the different areas of your life. But I, I notice in my clients that there's a shift that has to happen between being at work where there's almost a male energy, you're aggressive, you're assertive, you're you know, going after doing things, you're really focused. And then at home, there's a more feminine energy where you know, we're with our families and we're being more nurturing. And, and I think that, that there is a balance there too, a different kind of balance in a way. Do you see that? I do, but I think men have that as well. I don't think that's mm. unique to women. Um, I think uh, you don't have to be aggressive necessarily. I, yeah, 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 yeah. You, I think uh, assertive is the word I would use yeah. <laughs> um, as opposed to aggressive. I think Agree. to be assertive in the workplace. I think you cannot be bullied by others. Um, and you need to be opinionated, um, and, and, but also be flexible to hear other people's opinion, opinions, you know, all that. But I think that's the same for men and for women. And I think everybody has to, uh, have that balance when they walk in the door too. You don't want that, that assertive personality from the man, you know, and from the father when they, when he walks in the door either, it causes tension at home because totally it absolutely yes. does bleed over into the home sometimes. So um, I think, I don't think that's necessarily different, but I think it is a skill to be able to turn on and off your work persona, let's say, yes, your yes. productive persona. I mean, that's another <laughs> element, right? Because we want to be most efficiently productive when we're at work and time management is key and keeping our schedule to 30 minute meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And you come home and kids don't do that. You know, they don't work on schedules no. like that. They can, they're not always the most productive and you want them to be creative. You need to them to explore. Yeah. So there's, there's changing over a lot of things from walking out of that office, you know, and walking into the home that I think that is part of the challenge. And there is, you need some detox time. And I think mm -hmm. every person, every woman, every father, every mother needs to figure out what they need to make that transition. And I think, again, that's true for both men and women. Fair, fair, interesting point. And I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right, men do it too. Absolutely, goodness. Well, Victoria, I know you've got a scoot and I've asked you my two questions. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Susan. I'd love to have you back when you have the time. Absolutely. Look forward right. to it in 2018. Can't believe we're almost there. Uh, no, I can't hear it. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. It was very nice to meet you. And viewers, thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.